0: Cheerio. As human beings, don't we enjoy enjoyment? This is Five Golden Things, The Liberty Lists, a podcast of whimsy from Liberty Church Collingswood and libertycollingswood.org. We'll hear from friends as we explore everything from potent potables to morsel delectables, awkward laughables to moment teachables. You'll get lots of different categories, but remember that for each one, there can be only five. Plus a mulligan or two. Five. Five. Four, three, two, one. Lift off. Hello, everybody. Welcome to 2024 Five Golden Things special episode. I am with a man of apparatus, Tyler Mills. Hello, hello. Hey, our worship director here at Liberty Church Collingswood. And Tyler, is that a giant keyboard or are you just happy to see me?
1: It is a giant keyboard found from the depths of the basement here at Trinity. Is that
0: the, is that the one that we usually use no, for worship? No, I just found it. Okay.
1: It was the lightest one I could find. <laughs> Tyler Mills, a man so it's, musical he just yeah. finds keyboards. It's, it's great. It's quite dusty. so. Okay. If I sneeze, it's because it's so dusty.
0: Great. 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 I, I was... Try to think for a second, Tyler. How do we connect that to an audio medium? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you might hear dust coming off the keyboard. When Tyler, play, Tyler plays it a little bit later. Yeah. We have a Caliente episode today because right. the name of the game today, Turtle Doves, is Five Ways to Spice Up a Song. So that's right. five spicy songwriter tricks of the trade, and really that's that's all I know. That's right. Any orientation before we count down from five to one, Tyler?
1: I kind of rather than rank them from like my favorite to least favorite. Okay, I went from like least complex to most complex. Oh, I like it. Uh, you know, I don't want to lose anybody in the first one with like this is too music school. So yeah, yeah, that's
0: good. So so first we pander. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a sermon. <laughs> That's first, exactly. First, 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 yeah. You know, start, start, start yeah, low yeah. And, and and get higher. Because number five actually
1: might be one of my favorites, but it's also the most, like, easy to, to digest.
0: So. Without further ado.
1: Number five. Yeah. All right. Uh, number five I, uh, is commonly called text painting. Oh. Um, or word painting. Okay. Um, and it's just it's simply when. Something lyrically is mirrored musically. Uh, um, okay. So like a clever way to use your lyrics in your music. The most common and overused and frankly like too sweet would be stop. If you say stop in your music, then you stop.
0: I love second. that. Yeah, yeah. Stop. Great. Yeah. Hammer time or whatever. Great.
1: Right. Um,
0: we're, we're both big MC Hammer fans, Yes, exactly. So. Okay, good.
1: Um, so that's the most common one. They, uh, uh, but the example I wanted to pull today is Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. So there's really, really cool text painting in that song. Huh. So I heard there was a secret chord, right? All of that. It goes like this, the fourth, the the fifth, fifth, the minor fall, and the the major major lift. lift. So. And that's like, oh my goodness. All those lines, the fourth, fifth, minor fall, major lift, all of those lines are text painting.
0: I had no idea. Yeah.
1: So that song is in the key of C, but you can call it home base is C, right? So like the, we feel most at rest at C and then yes. return to C uh-huh. uh, and in music you call the, the name of the chord is just based off of the home so if home is one then there's two, three, four, five, six, Yep. Seven. One. yes uh, so I heard there was a secret a day of life, all that mm-hmm. and it goes like this the fourth is the fourth chord the fifth is the That's fifth amazing. chord. The minor fall is a minor chord. Huh. And a major lift is now a major chord. Huh. So, like, literally, fourth chord is goes like this. The fourth. Right. Fifth. Minor fall is a minor chord. Hmm. Major lift is a major chord. Wow. Uh, so, you he, he put that right in there mm-hmm. for you to find and for you to discover.
0: Um, huh. I've known that song for... Decades, yeah. I, but and and I know a tiny bit of music theory, so so I so I know that, I know what a fourth and fifth is, but it never occurred to me. But yeah, it, but it makes total sense.
1: And it's fun because I'm literally teaching this concept right now in a uh-huh. music, music history class. Hmm. And we also did today "Helplessly Hoping" by Crosby, Stills, and Nash.
0: I don't know that one.
1: Um, in the chorus, they do uh, first there was one, then there were two, then there were three, uh-huh. and they, one singer sings it, two singers sing it, three singers sing it. Huh. Um, with each lining up um stuff like that
0: yeah love it so text painting the, it, it requires songs with lyrics so you can't do that
1: yes yes okay unless yeah unless you were doing like an instrumental cover of a song with lyrics <laughs> i guess you could text unless, paint but unless
0: it's a music version of hallelujah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: so if you heard i guess yeah but you'd need to know the lyrics for that to work yeah
0: okay. Yeah, it's not as good if it's just an only instrumental version. Right. Okay. Right, right. But that's really good. Yeah. I will I will listen for that. You'll like hear it so. everywhere. Okay. Once
1: you once it's like tuned to your brain, you'll hear it everywhere. Huh. And you can't go too far with it. You can like analyze every little word and be like, Oh, they said bleeding and the note went down, yeah. like blood drops. Like huh. uh, there's you can probably go too far with it. Okay. Um but a lot of time like, yeah, they're pretty common. We were, like, Justin Timberlake does it
0: in his songs. I was going to ask, like, like who, it's who, in pop music. who does this? So Timberlake will do it. Yeah,
1: Max Martin, who's, like, the writer for all those pop singers, he'll do yeah. it. Yeah. Like that Justin Timberlake song. What goes around, goes around, goes around, goes Goes back around. It went back around. Like, huh. um, um, Johnny Cash does it. Huh. Walk the Line. Like. Okay. Yeah. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Musical uh,
0: theater does it. It's, it's just everywhere. Okay. I wonder if Bruce does it. I'm sure
1: he does. I'll
0: have to. That's probably the songwriter I know the best. Yeah, just and think of
1: lyrics that seem to be mirrored musically.
0: Okay, maybe, maybe that'll be a follow up. You could interview me. About yeah, five, five <laughs> find five years. times when. <laughs> well, maybe you know. maybe the follow up is you'll interview me for five golden things, and I will find in. Springsteen's music alone, all five. Okay, <laughs> <of> fine. These, <laughs> of these starting ones. with text mirroring, but cool. then uh, what is the number four? That number four to find with Bruce Springsteen.
1: Um, this one is just—it's kind of boring, but reharmonizing, recontextualizing.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tell me more.
1: Um, so nor again, when you're in a key of a song, let's say we're in F, <laughs> you just always return to F, and so the the chords that are in that um are set to that key. Yeah. But sometimes you can like branch off and go find a new chord from another key. Yeah. And it feels like it lifts or it gets darker or it feels twisted. Hmm. Um, It's just a fun way to kind of spice up a routine, especially if you've like set up expectations through your song of this is what we're doing. We're cycling through these chords and all of a sudden there's a a different one that doesn't fit. Mm -hmm. Um, It just reharmonizes and like jazz heads will talk about there's like specific kinds of reharmonizing yeah you can do modal mixture is the term or right tritone substitutions mm-hmm. and there's all these like granular yeah examples of that but right. um I, I love a reharm it's like a good way reharm is the hip way to say it uh it's just a fun way to add some flavor to music it's a trigger warning for me Exactly. <laughs> Go ahead. i've actually done it uh in the church context every once in a while if i'm getting not bored but like, I need to add some Frinky. spice to my life. Yeah. yeah. I'll just throw a chord in that doesn't supposed to be there, but it's I don't make mention of it. I don't, like, try to oh, I raise know. my I, eyebrows or, like, do anything weird, but I, I raise there. my eyebrows, <laughs> and, and I,
0: I'll often smirk when I'm like, Yeah, I'll he like, did something <laughs> in there. Yeah.
1: My favorite one, so the, the tritone one's the coolest one. The mm-hmm. um, tritone's an interval that just sounds very harsh. It's like, yeah. it's the Simpsons, the Simpsons, or Maria. Right. But that, that chord is... It's very dissonant. Uh, So if you take whatever chord you're doing, move a tritone away, Mm -hmm. uh, it still functions the same way. It still gives you that same gravity. Yeah. Um, So rather than go like... Mm -hmm. You could move that note a tritone away, and it still works. So uh, you would do, instead of this... You could do... uh, Right. So it still has the same gravity, but it's slightly yeah. different. Um, uh-huh. The one I throw in church all the time is Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. Yeah. Instead of that chord, I go, Amazing
0: Grace. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I, so, I, I hear gospel in that yeah. specific reharmonization. So that's the, that's
1: a common... like Gospel musicians are tend to throw some more hip, quote-unquote, yeah. air quotes, yep. chords. And it's, they're just reharming stuff.
0: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So, so my son micah like the, the whole household is kind of learning guitar to, together and uh which is great micah and jesse my son and daughter are ahead of me but i know a little bit more music theory than than micah does so, so he'll come to me when he's writing his own songs which is great and say hey what's the standard progression in right, right. key of f key of f and and i'll do the one four five basically but i'll also tell him Mikey, don't be constrained.
1: There. That's right. Don't be and,
0: constrained. And learn learn variations on the basic chords besides just the majors for each one. Right. And you can uh, I I'm learning I've tried a basket case by by Green Day by Green Day and there's it, it's in the key of D I think but there is towards the end of the chorus or verse I forget but but there's a C chord C throughout. chord right yeah and it's it's just really kind of Kind it's cool. of fun, and and yeah. my fingers like it because it's it's outside of the regular pattern, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's true of any sort of. I mean, beyond music, whether it's literature, visual art, the art that we tend to appreciate often contains surprises, and, right? And and things that that feel outside the realm of what we're expecting, and whatever artistic right. item we're we're looking at and I guess re is a way of throwing that stuff in there That's nice, that, yeah.
1: yeah and I think to get there you probably have to, like just like any kind of thing even sports like before you can be do some crazy trick basketball shot yeah fade away three-pointer you have to do your fundamentals first it's like you learn your fundamentals yeah. the one four fives but then after you get right. comfortable you can branch out yeah. So like, there's no rule. Unless you're Gen Z, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> Just shoot and try to do the Steph Curry thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you gotta learn your rules and your fundamentals first. But once you do that, like, you can make an yeah. argument that any note works with any chord. And I don't. And but you probably shouldn't do that when you're first learning piano.
0: Right. You know? Yeah. So. I was gonna make a joke about mixolydian. <laughs> <Mix-a-lidian>. Mixolydian. Mixolydian. <laughs> ah, okay. Did did take that last. Which
1: technically Green Day is in mixolydian. So that's technically not reharmonization, but
0: sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we can well, cut that part out. No, no,
0: it's, it, <laughs> it, it, it's staying in. Okay, okay, I'm I'm faking it. I've been exposed. Let's keep going. Number three. Number three uh, has many names. I disagree, by the way. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, no, I think I think it is a reharm. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going.
1: Number three, uh, the three names I've heard are quintuplet swing for the real nerdy people, mm-hmm. Jay Dilla beats for the cooler people, and then like drunk beat for the offbeaten path people. Okay. Um, this is just a rhythmic thing. So, like, just adding some hipness to like your groove, whether that be mm-hmm. a drum machine or whether that be a live drummer. Okay. Um, and the fun, like, the fun little cycle is that it came from drum machines actually. Oh, okay. And then now live drummers try to replicate the imperfections of the drum machine. And then drum machines now have that built in. So it's kind of like cycling around. Interesting. But the basic idea is like, if you have any kind of pulse of music, you can divide that perfectly evenly. I picture a clock with 12 o'clock being the pulse and (laughs) six o'clock being the subdivision. If it was perfectly even, two Mm -hmm. equal sides of a pie, yeah, It'd be like ta 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 Yeah, And then if you move that six o'clock subdivision over to eight, that mm-hmm. would be like 60% swing. So that would yeah. be like ta 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 ta, ta, Love it. ta, ta. That's what swing music is. Yeah. Like, so, it,
0: like if you're Don Bias on saxophone. That's right, Don Bias on saxophone, okay. who
1: everyone obviously knows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so quintuplet is take that pi, divide it into five equal chunks, yeah. but only accent one and four. And because four is so, it's past half, but it's not at two thirds either. Yeah. It's, it's a weird landing spot. Huh. It feels like it's late right.
0: or early. Consistently. Or
1: Yeah, but it's consistent. So it never, uh-huh. it doesn't actually drag hmm. or rush, but it feels wrong, but in a cool way. Yeah. So it's called Jay Dilla because he was a producer in the 90s and he like, he would take his three parts bass hi-hat and snare and he would make the bass perfectly lined up to the grid. Yeah. He'd make the hi-hat slightly late.
0: I can picture that in my ears.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he'd make the snare slightly early. Right. So it was like... And so, like, the snare was always slightly early. The bass was always on time. The hi-hat right. was slightly late. Huh. But it was a drum machine, so it never dragged. It never yeah. technically went slower.
0: Huh. But it felt... But it has this, like, sluggish... Yeah. Effect. It's like sometimes people call it
1: a drunk beat or whatever. Yeah. So if you find, like, a... Typically, like a Gen Z, Millennial drummer, and be like, "Hey, drop a dilla beat." They uh-huh. know what that means now. Huh. Um, but yeah, it's super fun. Like, it's all over those '90s hip hop artists, uh-huh. Common, The Roots. Yeah, Questlove was really popular. Yeah, in drumming this way. Uh huh. Um, but there's like modern day now. People are like making music with this style. Like jazz musicians are uh-huh. like making music with this like hip hop flavor to it.
0: That would be really hard to. Get the hang of it's really hard to learn. Bummer. Yeah, yeah,
1: because like your your left right foot on the kick has to be in time. Your hi uh-huh. hat uh-huh has to be late, and yeah. your snare has to be early. Right. So yeah, huh. like I can't I can't do it physically. Okay. Have you seen Whiplash? I have.
0: Yeah. Okay. Is there a J. Dilla beat in? Ah, uh, it's or, been too
1: long since I've seen it. Okay. I think that's more focused on like really fast swing. True. So, but I don't know.
0: Okay. Not even they could handle it. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's wild.
1: Like it's really fun to listen to and huh. try to do.
0: Are are there any Liberty Collinswood songs that either currently or <laughs> we, utilize? We have not a done <laughs> we have not done
1: the Dillard beat in any any Collinswood hymnal songs yet. But
0: well,
1: I can get I, on our two drummers.
0: That yeah, are, I, I would bet that they could. I, I bet I they could. It, yeah, yeah. Okay. We like
1: we do like uh, Liberty. We do like uh, going to halftime, mm-hmm. which is yeah, that's always fun. But we haven't done we haven't done any Dillibe.
0: Yeah. So certain certain musicians also like good samba. That's true.
1: Yes. (laughs) Without calling anyone specifically, we do tend to throw some samba beats in our music.
0: Yeah. Maybe this Sunday. We shall see. Maybe this Sunday. I'm I'm on music team. It's gonna be great. As is the person that likes samba. Okay. Here we go. (laughs) And that person was me. Just kidding. But I do like samba. Okay. Number two. Number two.
1: This is great. Uh, number two. This is probably the nerdiest music theory one. So I apologize. Uh, but it's called a pivot modulation. Do you know what either modulation or pivot means? I mean, you know what pivot. Well,
0: this this is good because ahead of time we said if any if either say like a dirty word or phrase we can edit it out. And Pivot modulation <laughs> sounds <laughs> very dirty. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I see you trying I to brain think. <laughs> You're thinking what what's safe to say right now? versus <laughs> not. But yeah, no. Tell tell me safe space. Pivot modulations. Pivot
1: modulations so modulations are very common in. so regular modulations are common in music pop music all over the place yep. that's when you just change the home key that you're in yeah typical pop music like divas like Beyonce's and Whitney Houston's they'll just go up a step yep um, to like show off the voice and I think yeah. it's great and those yeah. are called direct modulations you just lift go up yeah. one
0: harmonic players struggle with
1: which, yeah, you Which, gotta switch out harmonicas. It's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, Liberty, we've done that with, I, I keep using Amazing Grace, but yeah. we've done that with Amazing Grace. Yeah. Um, uh, whatever. Uh, and then, ta-da, just yeah. go up another half step and, like, yeah. oh, we're lifted. It's brighter. It's happier. Yeah. Um, so that's a regular modulation or direct modulation. Yeah. The pivot, though, is a little bit more subtle. Okay. Um, this comes from, like, Baroque, like, Bach. They're huh. in the Chopin like they've all okay.
0: champion pivoters
1: champion pivoters uh, it's when you use a chord or a harmonic feeling and you take that harmony and it's normally applied to the home key but that mm-hmm. chord is also existent or exists in another key it has a different function but it lives in another key as well huh. okay so you use that one chord to pivot from the key that you're in to the new key and you but the listener if you're not on top of it you might not even catch it happened um. Uh, so I I brought the best example I can think of is Penny Lane, The Beatles. Yes. Um, that song is so brilliant. So that's in that song's in B. hmm Um, and uh, I got to pull up the lyrics, but so verse two is the one that goes to the chorus. Um, and there's a pivot to modulation. Okay. At the end of verse two.
0: I I don't think I quite understand you yet, but I'm gonna keep keep going. Well, and, we gotta go, go back for a
1: second. So in the key of B. Yes. As we talked before, there's all the chords are named by the number. So one, two, three, four, yep. f- third, fourth. Mm-hmm. So in the key of B, the fourth chord is is the chord of E. Yeah. In mm-hmm. E's typically like to go to F's to go back to B. Yeah. Typically you go four, five, one. Mm-hmm. Um, so far so good. So far so good. Yeah. So put that to the side. Uh, in another key, a key of A. In the key of A, E is the fifth chord fives like to go
0: back to one. Yes.
1: So E is a chord that exists in the key of B and in the key of A. So
0: you would be using the E as the pivot point. Yeah. So when the Beatles land
1: on E, you, the listener, anticipate it going to F and then back to B. Huh. Um, But what they do is they take E and they go to A, which is Uh, not in the key of B. uh, Right. And they are now in A.
0: Do they stay there? No.
1: They go back to B eventually because they use a different Uh. pivot. They use F sharp. Uh-huh. As a pivot to okay. go back to B, but so you can pivot all over the place. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And was it? Bach. Yeah, Bach would pivot like he would call his piece like I don't know, Prelude in C, mm-hmm. and like after four measures, it's no longer in C. <laughs> like, huh. and the rest of it is no longer in C. Yeah. Uh, but it just started off in C. Uh huh. So yeah. So uh, end of Penny Lane or the verse. Um, <laughs> uh, on the corner. The words. Uh. Oh, yes, right here. And the banker never wears a Mac in the pouring rain. Very strange. So that's an E chord. Right. So if we were in the key of B, it should be Penny Lane is in yeah. my ear and in my heart. That's not what they do. Huh. They do, um, in the pouring rain, very strange, Penny Lane. so subtle, if you don't know it, you don't realize that we switch keys right there. Right. So they're actually modulating down a whole step, which typically pop stars go up. up. So they actually go down. And then at the end of the chorus, um... There beneath the blues are ribbon skies, I said, and meanwhile back, then we're back in D major. Yeah. So they actually lift into the verse instead of the chorus. Um... So they modulate down, but they do it through a pivot chord. Right. Um,
0: and, I, and I guess it's a pivot chord that smooths out the trans. Yeah, the that, transition. Yeah. Yes,
1: rather than directly, where it's, you, which is not a bad thing. Like songwriters yeah. do that on purpose. Right. Like you, you lift on purpose to make people raise their eyebrows. And go, oh, we've moved. Yeah. Pivot ones are meant to be subtle, where you don't even know that you moved. Hmm. Um, but if you're in the know, you know. Um, so that's why it's a little bit more complex on our scale of complexity. Yeah. Um, but they're super fun. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of examples of this out there in the wild. But
0: so, so you mentioned Bach. So, like a nerdy, like classical music question: is is he thinking in keys and chord structures to begin with, or?
1: Um, I actually just heard an argument that he wouldn't be. He would think more horizontally, like okay. individual lines. Yeah. Because they were like polyphonic writers, so they would write individual lines mm-hmm. and then write another individual line, and then they would magically match up because he was a genius. But yeah. I mean, Um, we're we're
0: all polyphonic writers here. It's true, yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, So, sorry, I meant to tell you this. We're going to switch to polyphony and Gregorian chant starting Sunday. So, hope the (laughs) the congregation is cool with (laughs) that. It it, it goes great with harmonica. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
0: Gregorian chants. chants. (laughs) I, I, I'm still waiting for a tube and throat singing on it. That's it's true. Learning, so. Yeah, I didn't even learn how to do that. So. Okay. It, it's apparently bad for you, vocal. Cords.
1: Yeah. I don't know how you do it for a very
0: long time. <laughs> if you're if you're Okay. Number one. <laughs> Number one.
1: And my favorite uh, one of complexity, uh, and it's the coolest once you hear it. Um, I don't really know if there's a music theory term. It, metric illusion or metric modulation, but...
0: A L L illusion? Yeah, no illusion. Oh, like you kind of yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so it's when um, so music has pulses. Um, you can tap your foot to it or dance to it. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same way with chords and stuff, sometimes songs are. You can like with a song, you can kind of cloud where one is. Like you don't know where one is. Yep. Um, a lot of pop music actually arguably could be like that because it just cycles the same four chords over and over again and then yep. the song fades out at the end. So like literally where was one? We don't know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You could do that. So that's a clouding effect. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you lift the sun like, oh, here here's one. We now were. Yep. So metrically would be that idea, but done rhythmically or done to the pulse of the song. Hmm. So like you purposely shade where one is. Huh. So the listener doesn't know how to tap their foot or clap to it. But then, like, if you do that the whole song, you're you're kind of sectioning off who the people are. They're going to like it. You're, yeah. You're, you're just doing the progressive right. rock people, like people that love those weird time signatures and all that. Yeah. Rock. So I'm not saying go all the way, uh-huh. but just mask it for a little bit. Yeah. And then lift the cloud, and then, oh, that's where one is. Quick sidebar story. So, yeah.
0: Because you mentioned it, and, and then I'm fascinated to hear more. The... The most disappointing music conversation they ever had was so at a party, didn't know a lot of people. Somebody there that knew me said, "Oh, Jim, this guy over here is a huge music fan. Why, why don't you come talk to him?" I was like, "Sweet, hey, <laughs> let's let's talk music. I could do this all day." And so, one of the first questions I asked him was, "So, what's your favorite kind of music?" And he said, "Prog rock." <laughs> oh, I was like, "Damn it!" <laughs> and I I did my best. He's trying. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, it, it was turgid. Yeah. That's anyway, tough. so you hang with those people. So yeah. Maybe. Okay, but but we're back to not necessarily prog rock, but any type of. Yeah. So like blues.
1: Tears for Fears, the example I have is like everybody loves to rule the world. Huh. That song it, it, back first it. starts. Uh huh. Um, I could play it. They might UMG pull it down, but uh, let them try. <laughs> the beginning of the song. So like, Legal. If you try to snap or clap to it it's like where the heck is one I think people sometimes mishear it so like well I should say if you know everyone was it everybody everybody everyone everybody everybody wants to rule the world that's what it is yes yeah Um, that sounds right if you know that song you know it now you Mm -hmm. know where one is but if you it's like your first time hearing it Mm -hmm. you might not recognize so like So, like, dou- that's the wrong way. Yeah. But, like, that, I think, is a legitimate way to hear that. Yeah, so you're tapping the real way. Okay. Which is, that's huh. the real way. Yeah. The false way is... Right. But you don't know. They didn't huh. give you any clues as okay. to what it is. And so the first seven, eight seconds, you're left in this... Weird, like space of like I don't know where one is. I don't know where the pulse is, and then the huh. t- 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 the drums come in. And they're like, oh, okay. okay, there's one.
0: My my question there would be, what's the difference between illusion and sloppiness when it comes to,
1: I guess, that? intention maybe? Okay. The intention. Okay. Um, because I have two more examples that are like way like very very intentional. Like they meant to mess with you. Okay. Um, and those ones I'm like, okay,
0: that's so. I cool. I didn't mean that question critically. But just how, with, with like with a garage band, that just can't, sometimes you have bands that can't find the one. Yeah, yeah. But this is like a purposeful.
1: Yeah, a purposeful like illusion huh. to kind of mess with people. Okay. Metric modulation is slightly different. So I, if people listening are like, I know what you're saying, music teacher in person. Yeah. That's slightly different. That's when you take subdivisions and align mm-hmm. them in different ways. Yeah. Um, that would be different, but so, but yeah, it's like an intentional clouding of where one is. Hmm. Um, I think it's just a fun thing you can do. How long is that
0: sustained? Sorry to cut you off.
1: You can sustain yeah. it as long as you want, yeah. Okay. Um, like you could do a whole middle section where you switch. Hmm. So for example, like with the subdivision that we were talking about earlier, if I just tap the desk right now, like yep. there is no pulse, it's just me tapping. And that could be one, two, it could be one, too. Yeah, could be anything. It could be anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, so messing with that is is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have a song. I think my favorite current living artist right now is Jacob Collier. He's like a musician's musician. You've told me about him before. He's awesome. Okay. Multi instrumentalist. He just won a Grammy. Like he's he's the man. Mm. Um, he has this song called Well. Okay. With three L's, I think. Mm. Uh, but the the beginning is just ta ta. Ta-ta, ta-ta, yeah, like that. Sure. Um, and so when you first hear it, you think it's like one and two and three and four and one and mm-hmm. yeah. But actually, I'll play that first part.
0: <laughs> Ooh, woo.
1: So you're like, da dun, dun right. three, and four. That's wrong. That's not what he's doing. Huh. And not until the band comes in do you recognize what he is doing. Hmm. So he actually went, and one, and two, and three, and four, and one, and all those haze around okay. the ups. Yes. Everything's on the upbeat. And then when the drums come in, you're like, oh, like, sweet, like you high five your music yeah. nerd friend in the hand. So I'll huh. play it again. I'll play the last little seconds of it. Okay. When here the drums come in, you'll be like, "Oh, that's where one is."
0: So the drums come come in on the downbeat.
1: Yeah, the drums come in on the downbeat. Right. And then you realize that after the fact, th- wait, those were, hits were actually were, yeah. upbeat hits. Right. But you didn't know that when you first heard it. Hmm. Yeah. So it's like these cool little ways of just like, it just add a little bit of spice. Because mm-hmm. then it's in regular, like classic 4-4. Four, four. The classic yeah. 4 on the floor. Right. It's like a pop song. Backbeat. From there on, it's yep. normal. The big backbeat. But those hits were just like a fun little spice at the beginning, just mm-hmm. to add some flavor. Huh. Um, and, you know, I, I have found myself arguing with Swifties recently because of all the popularity she's getting. Uh-huh. And, like, I'm not I'm not trying to make any kind of music teacher or music major we're elite because we do these music things. Yes. Yeah. Um, so,
0: for, for Turner Lowe's, if you don't know, Tyler is a full-time music teacher at high yes. school. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so, like... She's more lyric based and like she tells stories that span all the records and she's like a brilliant. She's brilliant. Yeah. Um She's probably not doing a whole lot of these like weird reharmonization things and odd time signatures. though she has a couple. Yeah. That doesn't make her bad. I'm But I'm just saying these are like fun for me. Like a yeah. music listener. Like when you hear these things, you're like, right. oh, cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A
1: little spice. A little mm. cayenne pepper to the music.
0: I know? like it. Yeah. I like it. Tyler, give us... Here's can can I ask one bonus question? You Please. Did, you you didn't know this was coming. Yeah. Whether one of these, and maybe it would be the reharm, but for people on a Sunday morning at Liberty Collinswood or tuning in, if or there are turtle doves from afar, what what are what is your favorite or some of your favorite when you put that little bit of cayenne on a Sunday morning? Hmm. What, what what should we listen for? Yeah,
1: I think so. The one that I'd probably do the most is the throwing a chord that's supposed to not be there in there okay and i typically do that when i'm like just playing communion by myself or something yeah um but as a as a band for us i think the ones that we we tend to like in rehearsal be like you know yeah high five yeah uh or like yeah that's well great it's typically going into halftime okay um and i it i think it just adds a cool like just makes you like the lyrics kind of pop off the page for a quick verse. Yeah, because you were like doing your classic backbeat, and then all of a sudden it went in half of half as fast. Yeah, and so you just kind of bob your head, and now the lyrics are popping off the page, yeah. or it accents that verse. Mm-hmm. It lifts that verse off the page a little more than it yeah. normally would once you're kind of in a in a routine. Hmm. Um, and for us, the musicians, it kind of breaks the monotony of playing four verses of the same thing.
0: Yeah. Which is always a question. How, pop pop songs are not infinitely complex, yeah. And if we're pa- playing a modern contemporary song, right. or hymn, right, and that. you know,
1: I, and I do try to find like make sure we don't go too far and go to the the point of smoke machines and like we're taking guitar solos, um, <laughs> harmonica solos though. I'm uh, constantly we're down. asking for, <laughs> and
0: you're constantly shooting me down. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, okay, yeah. Well, Tyler, this has been great. One, if. And this will be the last question. That was the penultimate, and then we'll break. Drop everything and listen to what? Do you want to tell our listeners?
1: Ooh, man. Um, drop everything and listen to... I think so... Uh, he's just on the brain right now, because he has an album coming out at the end of this month. Okay. So Jacob Collier. Um, he has a song called Little Blue. Okay. That features Brandy Carlisle, who's like a pr- yeah. fairly famous vocalist and folk mm-hmm. artist. Um, and and I, I the critique of, so people that know Jacob Collier, the critique of him is that he'll sometimes, because he can, he will. Like, okay. because he is right. brilliant, has perfect pitch, and yeah. like, can do all these crazy things, he will. And it ostracizes the general public, because like, why is there 17-part yeah. harmony there? Like, I don't even know what note you're singing. Nerd. With. Yeah, right. Put your so, slide rule away. Right, right, exactly. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody Derek. cares. That your song is in seven <laughs> but also four at the same time. Like he'll do some really wild things. Okay. And he's been doing that for ten years, but like as he's getting older, he's like his mid late mid to late twenties now, I think he's starting to like strike that balance of like approachable, but also if you wanted to dive in deeper, right. you could find some depth there. Finding the balance. But if yeah. Uh, kind of akin to like a Sting. Like I feel like Sting mm-hmm. was one of those artists that like made pop songs that p- anybody would like. Grocery stores would play right. it. But if you were a music nu- major, a musicians, musicians a musician. would be like, oh, that's such a cool song. Yeah. So he's starting to find that balance now. Okay. And that song, Little Blue, is one of those songs where he'll just throw some cool turnarounds in the chords that are like, mm-hmm. that was weird. But if you're not paying attention, you didn't notice it. Um, so yeah, Little Blue, Jacob Collier is my answer. Final answer.
0: Tyler Mills. Thank you so much. We have been enriched. Ta-ta, turtle doves. Ta-ta. Wow. That was definitely a top five episode of Five Golden Things, The Liberty Lists. And remember, kids, schadenfreude ain't just a river in Egypt. Wade in the water a little deeper anytime at libertycollingswood.org and find us at the usual socials. Make us a top five follow and you'll always be our number one. Toodlepip.